This is a HeadGum Podcast. All right, guys, this is Talking Banter, the official Dynamic Banter after show. Today we're talking about episode eight. I forgot what it's called now. What is it called? The Small Gentleman. With me as always, Owen. Hello. Thanks, thanks for thanks for being with us again. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the, I gotta I gotta hype up the energy. We have so much. We we say we have so much to cover every week, but mm-hmm. this week we have yeah so much to cover. We gotta cover dynamic banter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to review the pacifier. <laughs> we need to take questions from fans. Mm-hmm. And we got a little fan fiction to read. You've been promising. So we got to jump right in. Okay, so top of show, soul coughing. <laughs> which, it, it, it's like the question at the, the Kevin Smith special. It's like the first question always dictates what the entire uh, talk is going to be about. Uh-huh. Like, I felt like soul coughing was the backbone of this entire episode. Uh, Seems like it. Are you a fan? No, never heard of him. Really? Yeah. Ever? Never. Oh man, I uh, I watch. I do know the Winchester House though. Well, we'll get to that. I have so many questions because mm. you were there. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, an episode of Grey's Anatomy randomly. Like I never, I never <laughs> got down on that show. Um, but it they played a song in like a Christmas special called "I Hear the Bells," and I loved it. And I sought it out and I had to figure out what it was. And it was Mike Doty. I don't. I'm yeah, sure. I'm yeah. sure that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. It's probably wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it. So I, like, I listened to that whole album, and I was obsessed with it. And then I found out that he was in a band called Soul Coughing, and I listened to their albums, and I totally hated it, and like never <laughs> listened again. <laughs> um, so I didn't have a good point of reference. Uh, for all the soul coughing talk, but um, mm-hmm. but I did like his his later stuff. That's interesting because when people make that kind of change, like Simon and Garfunkel, and then everything else Paul Simon did, sure, or like Wings, yeah, with Paul McCartney as opposed to the Beatles, like it's usually radically different enough that I only like one of the two. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, nobody likes that Eddie Vedder solo album. <laughs> I just want another Pearl Jam album. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were talking about what the song Circles is about. Mm-hmm. Or that, was it Circles or Circle? Circle. Circles. Um, I think it's Circles. That's what they thought, too. But then Steve said it was Circle, I think. I don't uh, remember. We're not going to look it up. We're not going to look I it up. I thought that's what we're here to do. Um, all right, fine. I'll we're here to get all we get get the information get it all straight. correct yeah all right, good um but uh they didn't mention it in the winchester wikipedia right and mike was like it should be on the the song wikipedia so i looked that up and there isn't a wikipedia for just the song <laughs> um and all i found was some analysis that was about the band going in circles mm-hmm and then at the end of that analysis, it was like, and it's also about the Winchester house. <laughs> <laughs> it is circles with an S. It is circles. Yeah. I'll show you. To confirm. Now we know. Yep. Got it. Great. I'm glad we did that. 
I'm glad you did that. I know. Every time you listen to this show and you're like, is this really adding value? Today, you can be like, yeah. So far, anyways. Okay, so the when, when, we, when I was listening to this mm-hmm. podcast, it was uh, really late at night, and I was playing video games in the dark, and I got genuinely like a little spooked out. Hearing about the house? Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. So tell me about it. So you went with Steve. Yeah, but that wasn't the first time I've been there. I don't want to tell. I don't know anything about it. I I keep wanting to go to Hearst Castle. It's right nearby. You can do both. Mm-hmm. Oh man! But I've never done Hearst Castle, which is crazy. Oh man! Well, we were talking. I was talking to Stephen Bree because Jamie's birthday is coming up. Oh. Doing like a weekend, and we could do both. Man, and back in the day, me and uh, Steve's buddy Isaiah got invited to by one of the people who worked at Hearst Castle to one of their moon parties. Okay. Why? I don't. You know, know. it was going to be like the end of perfume. <sighs> when just pile of fucking bodies <laughs> under the moon. Did you do anything weird? So you went, you've been multiple times? Yeah. I read about the Winchester House when I was in second grade because I got a copy of the Guinness Book of World Records and it was in there. I was reading. What, what's his record? Like, can longest continuous construction of a house oh, okay. or most rooms it's not in a like house most ghosts no because you can't they haven't given that award away yet. i don't think so all right um but i thought that was an interesting story that it's all the ghosts that have been killed with a winchester yeah ball. that's what she thought well because like because he winchester her husband died and then like their kid died or something and she like got super depressed and like fucked up Sure. And they didn't live in that house yet. She was on the East Coast, but she moved out here and got that farmhouse and then started like building like crazy. So what's so I've been to the Hollywood Castle. Mhm. The Magic Castle. Mhm. And um this are those two separate things now that I think about it. I've been to the Magic Castle. <laughs> and they have the like Hollywood a, Towers. Yeah, they have like a séance room. Yeah. I've not been invited to a séance yet. Yeah, well... Is there that kind of shit going on? She was having seances every night. Can Do they still do it, though? Mm, no, I think there have been some attempts over the years. I think they tried to, like, Houdini's wife came and whatever. Because remember what Houdini said, though? What? Uh, after I die, because his birthday was Halloween, I think. Something like that. And so he said, if you have a seance on Halloween... And they say they're contacting me, then you'll know it's bullshit. <laughs> and so, like, she had a couple seances just to like prove his point of like, nah, it's not like that. That's that's some bullshit. That's really, that's, do you do you believe in ghosts? No, no, no. Well, me either. So <laughs> it doesn't really work for like yeah. a point counterpoint. Well, smart people will argue like, you know, quantum fluctuations or you know right. time echoes or you know alternate parallel whatever's that we don't know we haven't quite figured all that out possibility maybe yeah if I, um, anything but i don't no one's especially with all those ghost hunting shows now right we've never been filming and taking more pictures of ghosts ever or trying to and still like not having gotten anything ever ever and how come all ghosts are from the 1800s anyways? Yeah, it takes a while to become a ghost. Yeah, but they all you know? got the same clothes unless you're a ghost in like uh, England and then you're from like medieval times. Well, my thing is I don't 
believe in ghosts, but I fear that one day I'll see one and it'll break my whole understanding right? of reality. <laughs> like that's why when I hear ghost stories, I get a little suspect. It, I'm not actually expecting to see one, but if I do, it'll really upset me. Yeah. It'll ruin your day. It'll upset me more than someone who believes in ghosts. It's like, yeah, see, uh huh. it would, it would really like change the fabric of me. Yep. And, uh, in so a way I, that I've become quite comfortable with. Right. In fact, so I, I have sleep a better fear. at night because of how I, I understand reality. Well, when my brother got married, he got married in Texas. Um, I don't remember where, but it was like an hour out at Cowboy Shreveport. Ghost? Well, stick with me. Uh, I, I We went to Shreveport for his like bachelor party thing and then drove back. Mm-hmm. Um, we had no idea that was like one of the most dangerous drives you can take in America, but... We, we made it, that? okay. I don't know. I guess like right outside of Shreveport is really rough. Or outside the... Oh, um, like dangerous neighborhood. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Um, but we... Uh, he was getting married at I thought this... it was maybe like the cliff edge. Oh, like... no. <laughs> North by Northwest or something. A lot of people fell into the Gulf of Mexico and were never heard from again. <laughs> um, but we were staying in a hotel. They were getting married at this hotel somewhere in Texas. And we found out that it's one of the, like the top 10 most haunted places mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm couple that with he was getting married on like ghost hunting international or national ghost hunting week or something like that so every room in the hotel was booked up that's like being more afraid of sharks because it's shark week on discovery (laughs) channel well it well yeah but we were staying in this (laughs) in this hotel where everybody had like ekg meters or whatever the fuck they are oh, that's fun and they were just like looking for ghosts mm-hmm. and every time we go back to our room they'd be like did you see anything <laughs> and we would be like hammered or he's like no no not tonight sorry um see that's but, the thing even when you don't believe why is this stuff still fun but it's fun it's fun but then i also i feel like i have a healthy fear of it because i don't i don't ever plan to see a ghost so it's weird. It's like, I'm like, I don't believe in ghosts, and yet I'm afraid of them. I get it. Yeah. So I want to go to the Winchester house. Yeah, it's real just fun. Just because I think it's fun. Yeah. To, to put myself in that situation. But is it like a haunted house, or is it more just like a like the Biltmore house or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, there's no okay. gags there's and no, goofs. There's no haunted Winchester <laughs> ride? No. But um, yeah, the midnight tour they do on each Friday the 13th and on uh, Halloween. Uh, that's yeah. They turn out all the lights. Jamie's birthday is October twenty seventh. I think it's like just be so close. Oh man, perfect. No, it's perfect. I have that week off of work. It's uh, it's like over a mile the whole tour, just going through all the different rooms. Oh man, we're gonna do talking banter live from the Winchester Mystery House in October. (laughs) Stay tuned. Um. Okay, so then they talked about the small gentleman, mm-hmm. which is amazing. I don't, I don't feel, I didn't feel like there was much for us to add here other than to um, deconstruct what might be in the boy gentleman drink. Oh, oh. Um, so people can make them at home. I was going with like a like a baby bourbon, mm-hmm. like a small batch baby bourbon. And that's where I ended this whole gag. I didn't come up with anything else funny. That's it. (laughs) Is there other like small related items you can put in a drink? Oh, I get what you're saying. Mm, What about those like... uh, Is it Ecto Cooler? Is it baby bourbon and Ecto Cooler? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, what about those little mini sausages? The little... Oh, the... 
Not the Vienna sausage, the uh just the little like like appetizer cocktail weenies. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, those should go in there. Yeah. That sounds delicious. <laughs> so if you want to make one at home, that's baby bourbon. And don't forget to put in a tiny umbrella. Yeah, through the cocktail wiener. Mm-hmm. All right, that's baby bourbon. I like the little swords Acto too. Cooler. You ever had the little sword? You like that better than the umbrella? The sword's pretty cool. They'll both be acceptable yeah. to us. They're both miniature versions of what they're supposed to be, so it's appropriate. I love that. I love that. We'll put the recipe uh, on the Twitter so you can be drinking it uh, while you listen. Um, so I'm jumping ahead because I want to get. I want to circle back to Beetlejuice. Mm. Uh, Winnie's Place, the mm-hmm. sitcom idea. Mm-hmm. I just want to throw my hat in the ring to direct that. I think that's uh, genius. That's got to be something. Genius. That's at the very least should be a live stage show element at <laughs> Let's For Longer. We'll bring in a bunch of guests to play the roles of Casper. Really putting the pressure on that Let's For Longer. So, well, I mean, we'll get to it when we get to Comic-Con, but me and Steve definitely discussed the logistics. <laughs> I said I thought it would be funny if it was like a five to six hour show. Mm-hmm. And then Steve did a big like, thanks everybody for coming and walked off stage and then before he got off stage, we walked on stage and sat down. <laughs> and we did another hour of commentary on the live show. <laughs> which he thought would be um, too weird and that we should just do it straight. But I believed in the idea to then when I later ran into Falzone, I uh, pitched it to him mm-hmm. too. And he also said he thought it was too weird. <laughs> so I think that idea is out. Uh, unless, unless the listeners of this podcast really rally around it, I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Winnie's place, we might live. have to throw our separate live show across the street and don't <laughs> tell them kind of like this show. <laughs> well, I talked to Steve a lot at Comic-Con. I was, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a note in my own notes is my name. Um, no, so we, uh. We got dinner every night. We had dinner club with uh, Anthony Carboni and Trisha Hershberger. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, lovely. It, was, it was a lovely time. But we got to talk a lot. And it's pretty clear that um, Steve is not aware of talking banter. <laughs> so I try, I kept bringing things up. He did not know. So I had to uh, let him know that Less for Longer is out there in the world. And that it has to become a thing. So we talked about, you know, what that would entail. And that it's coming in October. <laughs> So stay tuned. Stay tuned for more details. See, because I felt like before you had mentioned that that was Steve's idea uh-huh. that he hadn't already told you about. Well, it was his idea, but you know how Steve is, where he just like throws out an idea and then walks away from it. Yeah, he's busy. Remember when he was talking about Swift Justice? That uh, it sounds like a great show. But he barely talked about it because I know. Well, we'll have to pilot it out during uh, less for longer. Um, details coming soon. So Winnie's place. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I definitely think we should, we should, uh, pursue that. So, um, Beetlejuice was discussed, uh, mm-hmm. at length and, um, the cartoon is was that, discussed at length. Is that the motion for this discussion? Me. Yeah, this is, this, I'm, I'm flapping my hand like people talking, but. Or like the I'm sock. making a circle. Or like the sock hand. puppet is missing from your hand. But it's like I like to I like to angle my fingernails down like teeth. <laughs> yeah. So I loved the Beetlejuice cartoon so much and had forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up and was reminded that there was an Alf cartoon as well. Mm-hmm. 
But what's crazy is back I think I to can picture that. Oh, it was great. They had really solid toy options out of both. Mm-hmm. Um, but my parents, when I was little, would not let me see Beetlejuice, as was discussed previously. Right, um, right, right. Not, and it wasn't rated R. It was just my dad wouldn't let us see movies that had like a lot of bad words or sex or whatever, mm-hmm. or that he thought was too stupid. And so <laughs> I didn't see Right Said Fred. Right Said Fred? Drop Dead Drop Fred. Dead Fred. <laughs> Or Beetlejuice till I was much, much older. So my only experience with Beetlejuice was the cartoon, and oh. I had no idea he was dead. Really? Uh-huh. Well, that's... It wasn't until I saw the movie that I was like, oh, he's dead? I thought oh, he was just like a weird really magic creature. Just from like another dimension or right, something. Right, because she yeah. just would say, the, say his name three times and yeah. he would appear, and I was like, that's neat. <laughs> and they don't really point it out. Well... My memory of the cartoon, because I loved the movie as a kid, right. even as like a young kid, which what do you respond? Because everything I love about it now is all these like fun adult ideas. Sure. Like the ghosts are being haunted by the living in their own house. Right. And like the book, the book for the afterlife that nobody can, everyone tries to read and nobody can understand. It's like the fucking Bible or whatever, you know, because everyone interprets that shit differently. You know, yeah. like all these metaphors and stuff that are super fun. Uh, or like dirty jokes that I didn't understand as a kid, and I don't know. It must just be like the music and the energy and the colors and all that. Just kind of that was appealing even at a young age. I loved. I recorded the music. I was one of the first things I ever recorded with like a little right. tape recorder so I could hear it again. Um. Anyways, so when the cartoon came up, it was like this is lame. Where is so and so? Like I was kind of used to the movie, but I still like watched it because yeah. I liked Beetlejuice and stuff. And there was, I think the first season they had it, the first shot of the opening was like Beetlejuice with his closed dead eyes. And then he opens his eyes and it's this like creepy, like super detailed skull version of him. Right. And a cockroach like crawls in his nose hole and like crawls out the top of his eye hole. And you would think that I was younger awesome. me would be like, <laughs> yeah, he's dead. But I fucking didn't. Well, but here's the thing. That was my favorite part of the whole cartoon. Every time it would come on, I couldn't wait to... If I missed the <laughs> opening shot, I was always... Like, like, if I came in in the middle of the... Burp, 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 the music yeah. was already going. I was like, no, I missed that shot. You wouldn't even watch. You'd be like, fuck this. I was pretty sad. They took that out in the like second season or whatever. It was too like gruesome or something. Have you watched the episodes on the Blu-ray? No. I don't know what Blu-ray he's talking about. There's no commentary and <laughs> shit on that. Unless he has some <laughs> magical one that I don't. <laughs> we should look for it. We'll look for it after. I've never heard a Beetlejuice commentary. I would love to. Um, I think it has maybe like isolated music track. Which yeah, is fun. It has the theatrical trailer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, the the other uh, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you ever watch the Tales from the Crypt animated show? No. It's great. because again when i was little we had hbo for a minute and i think my parents found caught me watching like house or something Uh they nixed the hbo but before that i had seen like a crazy episode of tales from the crypt which one uh i I couldn't tell you now one of the early ones like the santa claus one or whatever i think that was zemeckis yeah 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 that that seems too early i think it was one of the later ones i think or like second season the first season was only like six episodes 
Really? I yeah. haven't gone back and looked at any of you it. You should. Yeah. It gets really rocky in like it around the fifth. Of, did you ever see Amazing Stories? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that where it's like all these great directors and bringing their all their composers and everybody along with them to make these like fun Twilight Zone, schlock, whatever kinds of yeah. stories. It seems like like Richard Donner did a bunch or whatever. Like, it seems like they should be so much better than they are. But well, they I still think Tales seem like the Crypt, it's it's one of those things. It's always going to be a mixed bag. Yeah, but it definitely has like standouts. Yeah, more more than uh, amazing stories. But doesn't that sound like fun? Like all these directors like getting to just come and play oh, and great. make a yeah. like a fun half Isn't hour. Isn't Shyamalan doing something like that right now? Or he's bringing back? I think he brought back uh, Tales from the Crypt. Did he? I don't Something know. like that. I'm, I'm, we'll look. We'll look at this up, and we'll let you know next time. Um, but <laughs> I'm glad we got a burp in. Uh, but yeah, the Tales from the Crypt animated series. Mm-hmm. I think they just put it on Amazon. So I'm gonna purchase it. So I'll let you know. <laughs> they know how to get my money. But yeah, I would watch it because I couldn't watch um, uh, the HBO show. Obviously. Right. 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 It, it's just like reading the blown away novelization. <laughs> I was always uh, trying to sidestep. Um, yeah, I was always trying to like work did, it out. But how did that, they know that kids were into this shit? I don't know. It was it was like a a Saturday. How did they know they had a whole Saturday morning? How did they know they had a whole audience of kids who were like, my mom and dad won't let me watch Tales from the Crypt, but they made this cartoon just for me. I just it, it's the same. Like it's the same format. It's just uh, shorter. It's a half an hour. Oh wait, was the uh, were those t- half an hour? I think the original Tales from the Crypt. Was it? it might have done more than one story. I can't remember, but yeah, it does maybe, start. Huh? It starts with the crypt keeper, mm-hmm. who I I knew he was dead, <laughs> and uh, he intros a story, and then they go. What's it, the difference? Uh, you know, he's like a crypt. He's like a skeleton. He's the crypt keeper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's missing like human parts, and he's very he's he's very limited in his movement. He's not all zany. Like, like his, he's probably got a, like a hole in his head, right? He doesn't have a nose. He has that like uh-huh. that hole the where your nose cartoon is supposed to go. Didn't have a nose, did he? He had that little like pointy thing. Yeah, I think so. Michael but, Keaton uh, had a nose though. But yeah, the Tales from the Crypt uh, cartoon held up, and there was uh, also a YA uh, Tales from the Crypt novelization that I got really, <laughs> really into. And this was all because I wasn't allowed to watch Beetlejuice. Thanks, mom and dad. Yeah, thanks a lot. So anyway, we got so much to get to. We gotta so go. To, we much. gotta move to Comic Con. Yeah, we haven't even unpacked Comic Con. Well, I yeah, I mean, Comic Con was insane. <laughs> it's so hard because you get back, and I'm like, I don't even really know what happened. I worked. Steve. I go every year for with DC. I direct a show mm-hmm. for DC Comics, and they they take me down there, and I felt the same as Steve and Mike that they always put me up in like the Marriott, and mm-hmm. I feel special. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how I got there, but it's usually just a lot of drunken chaos and very little sleeping. And yeah, I felt bad for Steve that he couldn't do anything fun. <laughs> but we definitely he, had a dope dinner I, club going. I didn't realize how like bummed out he'd be. Because you'd think, like, he's on his billboard and stuff down there. Like, yeah. that'd, that'd be a, for someone who'd always gone, like, to be, like, one of the, like, people. No, it was... You'd think that'd be, like, a dream come true. It was a big deal. And I think it is, but he's still, like, he'd rather actually be there. Just enjoying Comic-Con? Yeah. I don't. I still, I don't get it. It was fun this time. I walked around the floor mm-hmm. with Steve a little bit and got to see... That's, like, his nerd paradise, you know? That's... that's the, right. That's Disneyland that only happens once a year. We um we walked around with a couple guys, so I have a 
I have a new a new favorite moment at Comic Con came out of this trip. <laughs> so I was walking around with Steve, and we were walking around with his friend Todd from Toddland, which I'm to understand makes shirts and other apparel. Um, and have you been to Comic Con, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen? There's the guy who dresses up like Silent Bob and just stands against one of the columns and just quietly stands there, clerk style, mm-hmm. like all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I haven't seen him. Good for um, his commitment, I suppose. Yeah, he's he's become like a staple. Mm-hmm. But Todd walked by and he looked at him, or he looked at him coming up, and he's like, "Oh my God, here he is!" Like this guy is great. And he walked right up to him. And he goes, "You're great, and you're great every year." And the guy who, who's dressed as Silent Bob like put his hand on his heart and was just like, "Thank you." And it was it was this <laughs> beautiful like pure moment of just absolute like positivity like i felt like mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the bad in the world had corrected itself uh the crazy thing about comic-con to me is that i didn't go all those years because i thought like man it just seems like a big sweaty mess and like it is yeah it is <laughs> and it definitely is but i was surprised at how like energetic and positive the environment like felt it was awesome and the only like shitty people there were fucking like jesus hates you know your costumes and jesus says you're going to hell for dressing up like demons and yeah, whatever there wasn't a lot of that this year they really Those limited people there was there was none because they limited the shit out of a lot of stuff this year really? you weren't allowed to walk around and cosplay with a gun or any sort of weapon well well at I mean, all that was my point though when i did see them doing that i was like hang on everyone here is like in a really positive great place i think that every and time it's you people who are screaming about jesus that seem really angry and negative and like that doesn't seem maybe you should question what your your own selves for a second and leave these like kids alone we're having a good time yeah well growing up in florida i was a big nascar fan mm-hmm. as i i still am mm-hmm. and uh we would go to the Daytona 500 and NASCAR is always held on a Sunday mm-hmm. and there would always be religious right people out there being like, you should be at church right now. And, this, and I'm like, dude, these are your people. <laughs> like they only race here twice a year. Mm-hmm. I think God's okay with them <laughs> skipping church twice a year to go watch something they love. Yeah. That like he gave to them, yeah. you know, that, for them to enjoy and you're like fuck you like, yeah you know anyway why else did god invent high octane fuel exactly yeah. sun sunco sunico <laughs> whatever the official gasoline sponsor of the nascar is and talking um, banter sunco what the fuck is that what's the name of that like uh a gas station bp sunico is that a thing sunico probably gonna have to cut all this <laughs> shell um but it was that interaction was like a pure moment of nothing but joy exchanged. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've ever seen it. It made me believe in Comic-Con. <laughs> like you, it was a Comic-Con miracle. Yeah. I mean, you, you like love Christmas because of Santa Claus. Then you find out Santa Claus isn't real. Mm-hmm. And then you're too cool. And then the magic of Christmas returns at some point in your life. Yeah. Um, that was what I had with Comic-Con this year. Um, that's a good feeling and i got to hang out with steve which was fun and i ran into i ran into foul zone mm-hmm. i should uh i was totally gonna clear some stuff up i'm using air quotes <laughs> because i texted foul zone what he thought and i thought that steve got it wrong 
And Steve got it exactly right. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's what Falzon said. And then I looked it up. And because uh, I ran into him uh, at the Hyatt and mm-hmm. we got to chat for a while and I mm-hmm. missed his comedy show. Mm-hmm. So I felt bad about that and he told should. me not to. He told me not to feel bad, so I I'm, didn't. I'm sure he, he did, but I mean, as a host well, he of told a me show as long, like this, I feel like he kind of blew it. Oh, man. It was tough. Hosting. It was tough to make it all work. Responsibilities. Um, but I was You're with... supposed to be kind of in charge of all the continuity. Well, anyway, I ran into him, so it was okay. I got to see him, and then I forgot to ask him about the theme song. So after <laughs> he left, I texted him, I forgot to ask, what do you think of the new dynamic banter music? And I said, our talking banter fans need to know. <laughs> and he wrote, and I quote, I can't talk about that right now. <laughs> and I wrote, ha ha, back. <laughs> that was the end of the communication. <laughs> So Steve hit it on the fucking nose, mm-hmm. and I think the, uh, I I think it's important that we weigh in on the theme song debate. I was confused that there was different music before this episode, <laughs> <laughs> but I vote for the the True Detective sounding music. The one from last week, the one from ago? Fall. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. I think one. I like that one too. Um, and I wonder. If this text is why Mike Falzone name-checked us, because I wrote the name of the show in this text. Oh, you're bringing that up. Yeah. Do you think... Well, I again, I, I talked to Steve. I think it was... It's clear he is not aware of talking banter. Right. Mike, I don't know. It's, oh. it's a question mark. No, no confirmation on that yet. Yeah. Although he doesn't know that I have two podcasts, so maybe he thinks that this voice is somebody else. Um. Anyway, what's your music take? Um, I have. Well, there's a two-parter. What do you think about the music? Uh, it's fine. It's and then, what do you think we should do for our music? Because we're gonna have a different song than last week, right? I think we need to follow suit. If they change, we're gonna have to take the last one. If they go okay. back, then we have to go to the one that the, the third one. Okay. So for this episode, we should use the music from the one we like. Fall. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's a lot of work. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, we got to move on. We got, we got so much to cover. So much. Uh, and now I have lost my notes. Hold on. Why did I write them on my phone? Madison Register. Uh, I agree. Is uh, is a better name, and I I would totally immediately change his name. Um, <laughs> but and before I get to the but, someone actually asked a question uh, that this will answer. You know, people kind of grow into their names. You don't think he's at that point yet where you wouldn't care if he was just a different name. He would. He, he doesn't. Would, you don't identify him as that name. Um, hold on, I want to find. So it might be too late. You know what I'm saying? No, he says like, I was like, "What's your name?" And he's like, "Nathan." But that could easily be swayed to Madison. Oh, he could learn a different name, but you oh, might me. already think of him. You know how you're like, "Oh yeah, you seem like a Brett." Now that I know you. <laughs> so Lil Tyler Levitt at Twitch underscore six six six. Um, because he's the Where are those Jesus people to save us from this evil number? Yeah, he You know what I mean? <laughs> he asked another question for at talking banter. 
What did at Brett did this think about the Madison bit? Why don't you start answering that? So I, I think that's even it's just it's it's a lot of um uh Pums? No, it's like you count how many beats are in a name, like Madison. Syllables. Syllables. A lot of mm-hmm. syllables. I like that. That's strong. Um but you think more syllables is stronger? Yeah. Yeah. If you make someone have to talk a lot mm-hmm. just to acknowledge you, mm-hmm. I think that's power. Like Apu Nahasapima Pedalon? Yeah. That's a strong name? It's a powerful man. It seems like once you get past a certain amount, then no one can pronounce it properly, and that takes the power away. You have to, once you get the power, you have to keep the power. Mm. The name just gets it for you. You got you to hang on to it yourself, you know? Um right. But when me and Jamie got married, she changed her name to mirror my last name in line with, you know, social norms. Um, and it took <laughs> yeah, you made, forever. I was, I was wondering what you were talking about. You just mean that was normal. Yeah, the normal yeah. way. It took forever <laughs> to get it changed. Right. It was a huge undertaking. Right. And, and one I don't want to take again. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to leave his name as Mason. Oh, yeah. But... Thanks for the question, Tyler. Um, then there was the whole Southern accent portion of mm-hmm. Dynamic Banter, mm-hmm. um, which I think speaks for itself. Other than that, could that could be a whole spinoff, right? Show uh, easily. I need to know more. We're rushing through because we got we're thirty six minutes in, and we still think, got so. Do you much think Dynamic Banter would be fun if they ever switched it up and did like a whole episode in character? Yes, as like different characters like that. Yes. You think like a theme show every once in a while? I would fully support that. Mm. It could be like a bonus. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a full episode. Mm. Well, like I feel like it's that's kind of what it is DB plus. In, in the episode already. Right. Yeah. They got their bonus. But apparently not a British episode. <laughs> I was okay with that. I think that they just needed to do um, the commentary on Ghostbusters that they said they would do. Right. And then sky's the limit. So this accent. The last thing um, I have here is the Falzone special. He said, "If he ever gets a special, oh right. What what do we got to do to get Falzone a special? It doesn't seem that hard. It seems right? like everyone gets them. Like, um, could we just like put a camera on him right here in the living room? <laughs> he could do the full special there. What does is there a certain like level of production value that is required to call it a special? Oh, I mean, I would I would light it and shoot it with multiple cameras, but That's he would just be doing the bit, to, yeah. To you know, to you and Steve, mm. we can make that happen. Let us know. Let us know on Twitter <laughs> if you would pay one ninety nine to watch that. Is that the going rate? You can't put you can't put it out know. for like Louis numbers. No, because he's got big numbers of people who will buy it, so he can right. sell it for pretty low price. Oh, I was saying he can sell it for more. No, we're, so we can't ask five bucks. If no, Louis's putting it's going to cost out. like five thousand dollars to each person who wants a digital download of this <laughs> special <laughs> to cover the costs. Um, because I'm, I'm I'm expensive. Uh huh. Yeah, mostly you is what I was thinking of, not Mike. <laughs> um, okay. So before we get into comments, mm-hmm. and then our review of the pacifier. And then fan fiction. Um, last week we said we would rank the episodes of Dynamic Banter. 
Are, are you prepared? Oh. Are you prepared with your top ten? No, I totally forgot. Do you want to you want to push that off to next week? Yeah. All right. We're I gonna, need to actually do that. All right, we're gonna push that off. I got my list ready. We got plenty to. Whenever you're ready. Okay. Great. I'm gonna make a note right now. All right. I'm gonna take some. Uh, we're gonna take a question or two from the audience. Um, first question. You ready? Is um, from Jesse Stillwell. Our friend Jesse. Who hosts the um, After After Show uh, that gets canceled each week. <laughs> By himself. By himself. I hope that he does another one. I hope it gets renewed and canceled every week. Yeah, it's great. Um, he called you out again, but I was unclear about, about what. I'm kind of unclear, too. He just seems to have a I problem think he was with just, me. <laughs> he was happy that he was able to pinpoint when you went outside and smoked. Me, too. I think. I I don't have a problem with that, any of it. Anyway, he, he dropped a question on us. I say I say chin up, pal, and p- keep it going. Um, Jesse asks at talking banter. I have a little cue. Hey, how about it? Do you want to field that one? Oh boy. Um. Yes, would be my answer. Yeah. I I don't think there's anything more to say there. Um, Raven Brink at a tweet in Raven. Mm-hmm. Second time questioner. Ask, why did it take at Owen B. Carter so long to become a regular on the camera slash microphone? And that is a question for the at Talking Banter PCAST. And then she put an emoji of a crab. And what looks like the emoji of a pigeon head. I wonder what that means. Um, this is a question for you. Did you get on the camera? I, I mean, well, they were live streaming, and I was. I was right. I'm just a behind the camera person. I don't. There's more talented people than me to talk and do all that stuff, and that's kind of why they do. Everyone's got their own job, you know. Yeah, but you don't. You don't think you can get there. Through, through like this podcast, and I like, like hypothetically another podcast. <laughs> I like no, I like playing music for people, but I don't like when things are recorded of me, I, <laughs> or when microphones get bumped. I yeah, just not my favorite. But Steve's been wanting me to do the lost thing with him forever. So yeah, the music on this episode of Dynamic Banter was the best so far. I had a, it was fun. I was really pleased by that. Yep. Um, well, next that, question. That fake British accent really <laughs> inspired. Uh, Sebastian.o um, at underscore dynamics at our day. Writes, at Talking Banner, do you think Brett would be let on the DB podcast even though he hosts TB? That'd mean Brett would be on three different podcasts. <laughs> um, it seems like too many. They haven't really done guests on Dynamic Banter, huh? No, I, I don't. I mean, do they need to? No, but I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't be against it, but it would have to be. Don't you like guests on the podcast you listen to? I do. Switches it up. Yeah, they have guests on Commentarium, though. Yeah, but that's all, there's only been two commentary things so far. Right, it's hard. It's really early in this show, and... uh in this after show, it is also early. So time will tell is the answer. 
I was going to sneeze and it turned into a yawn and now it's all stuck in my face. I hate it. Um, I wanted to, before we get into the pacifier, um, during one night of dinner club, uh, Rhino Balls came out. Oh, yeah. And? We, had to, we had to have tacos. He's great. He is great. He got to meet uh, Madison. <laughs> See, I can change it on the podcast for free. Uh-huh. For out of waste time. Um, so, just so you know, last week we had a question about the movie, The Pacifier, mm-hmm. and our thoughts on it. But we neither of us had seen it, so we were going to uh, watch it this week. I did. Owen didn't. So, I figured I'd just explain it to you, and you can derive some sort of I think that's understanding. The okay, yeah. so, The Pacifier. First of all, I didn't know it was a Disney movie. Me either. So it gave it a little bit of cred up front other than I had to rent it off Amazon because you can't get it on any of the streaming services until Netflix closes that Disney deal. How much deal. did you pay to watch the past? I think I paid four bucks. Oh, man. I, honestly, yeah, I definitely did. <laughs> I put it on sort of selfishly while I was watching uh, Madison and um, and I was like, he's not going to want to watch this. But it turned out he did. Like He, he, he was in. So... That's that's like the best part of my review for it is that Mason enjoyed it. So it's good for kids. How old is he? He's uh two and a half. Mm. So Does appropriately aged. I think he understood everything you needed to understand about this movie. Mm-hmm. All right, so we start with Vin Diesel on a beach with a whole SEAL unit. He's a Navy SEAL. And he's giving them a speech. He's like hitting them hard with like a really cliched speech about this mission they're about to go on. And how do you think the two and a half year olds are feeling at this point? He wasn't, Mason wasn't in yet. Yeah. This part, he wasn't in. That sounds a little tough. Yeah, he's giving like the equivalent of, like if Mason had tried to rewrite the speech from Braveheart, that's what was coming out of Vin Diesel's (laughs) mouth at this point. So they jump in the water and they go in this whole huge action sequence where they're trying to take over this boat. And they're fucking blowing stuff up. And like for some inexplicable reason, Vin Diesel jumps on a um, jet ski and like leads a bunch of jet skiers, evil jet skiers away from the boat and then takes them all down and then goes back to the boat and they rescue. Are they shooting? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like a Michael Bay movie um, shot by a kid in his first year of film school. But are like so in this. There's like explosions. So people are dying. I think it's implied death. You don't. Nobody's getting shot through the heart or anything. Right. It's, it's a PG movie. Um, they get down to the bottom of the boat and they find uh, Joshua from Friends that dated Rachel that had to redo his whole wardrobe. That guy. Something what? Tate. Never gonna get it. It's not up there. You know. Remember the episode of Friends. The late when she after Ross and Rachel broke up, Ross is uh, engaged to Emily and she becomes a personal shopper. She gets like demoted or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she has to redo his whole wardrobe and they start dating and his name's Joshua. <laughs> and at one point the guy's like, Josh. And she's like, it's Joshua. He's like, Oh, does he not like Josh? And she's like, no, I don't. This is a, this is also a friend's podcast. Uh-huh. Did you not know that? Oh boy. So that guy, he plays this like scientist. I, just, I forgot about Emily. I think I liked her better. She's great. If you ever go to London, they play Friends every day. 
but it's always the London episodes. <laughs> like I'm not even joking. They're in they're in a much more extreme rotation than any other episode. I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, so who was get, it? Huh? Who was it that played Emily? Oh, I don't know. She went on to do nothing. It wasn't like Emily Mortimer or whatever. No, 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 no. You looking it up? Yeah. All right. Do you want me to keep going? Keep going. Okay. So he gets Joshua out of the bottom of the boat, and um, they were trying to kidnap him because he had uh, some thing called the ghost. At no point in the entirety of this movie did I understand what that device was. (laughs) Um, But they they, they get him back to shore, and they're about to get him into a helicopter back to safety. And he's like, oh, I got to call my family. And Vin Diesel's like, we don't have time to call your family. And he's like, no, no, I really need to call him. Never mind. I don't like her. No, you're out? Yeah. All right. Officially, Owen's out on Emily. Okay, wait. Stick with me because it gets really good. Okay. okay. So he's like, I should call my family. And Vin Diesel's like, we don't have time. And he's like, well, I really need to call him. They, they think I'm dead. And he opens up his briefcase. And there's just a phone and a picture of his family. And he's like, see, this is my family. And Vin Diesel's like, we really don't have time for this. He's like, it's okay. I'll be real quick. And Vin, Diesel, Vin Diesel's like, oh, okay. And he goes into the helicopter and he pats the pilot. And he's like, we're almost ready to go. And then the pilot like keels over because he's fucking dead. Yeah. And then they shoot Vin Diesel. And then we hard cut to black. So there's a dead body. There's a dead body. Plus Vin Diesel just got shot. Right. Okay? We have no idea what happened to Joshua from Friends. I didn't truly understand until about an hour and 15 into the movie that he had died at that point, <laughs> that they had killed him. Did Joshua. Yeah. Stick with it. How are you supposed to know that? You don't. Maybe you do. Maybe they like, it would have been a very cryptic line of dialogue. <laughs> but um, they, they cut back like two months later and Vin Diesel's walking through uh, the SEAL facility or whatever. Totally uninjured by being shot. Still not pacifying any kids by this point, huh? Oh, wait till you find out what the pacifier is. Um, so, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, so he's walking through the FBI thing, and the guy's like, "Don't, it's okay, you did fine. And he's like, you, you took a bullet. And he's like, ah, I really botched the mission. And at this point, I'm like, yeah, you, you botched it. You shouldn't have let him call his family. You should have got him in the helicopter and got out of there like a real SEAL. So he, should, he wasn't hard enough on himself. Anyway... I'm not kidding. Within the next 30 seconds of on-screen time, somehow Vin Diesel has gone to Joshua's family. Okay. Because he's like feeling bad about. No. I, again, like I was watching this with Mason, so I guess he distracted me a little bit. But somehow they they found the ghost, the thing, mm-hmm. was in the Swiss bank. And they needed her to fly to Switzerland and get it out of a lockbox. The wife. Yeah. Okay, so Vin Diesel is going to watch the family while she's gone, but the, he's just supposed to protect them. So he gives them all like ankle bracelets. And then there's this like insane Russian nanny that's like the worst stereotypical, uh, you know, like fall down laugh type. Per- uh-huh. She gets like burned and she gets like thrown up on and everything. Um, so he's watching the but family. She's, like, old and, the and mom, ugly and Russian. Yeah, absolutely. So she deserves it. So it's funny. Right. It's uh that beautiful subtle racism. Um, so the, the mom leaves to go to Switzerland and I don't remember what happens in the movie, but they keep cutting back to her sitting at the bank and not being able to know what her husband's password is. That's the rest of the movie for her. Like all this shit happens. It goes on for days and days, but they just keep cutting back to her sitting there trying to guess it. 
Okay, so Vin Diesel's supposed to watch the kids. They all hate him. Like, Brittany Snow is one of the kids. Whatever. Who's that? She was in movies. She was in um, the Prom Night remake. Uh, so, the <laughs> Russian lady uh, quits. It's too much. Good for her. Which make, is inexplicable to me. Because she's been watching these kids forever. And something about Vin Diesel being there. She's out. So, mm-hmm. she quits. But not before... Are the kids like a, a terror with him? A little bit, but like, never, never like a point. It's always like, oh, are they being bad kids? I guess like the movie really never hit that hit that. That's home. like the Mister Nanny. Yeah, Mister Nanny. It's very yeah. um, uh, suburban commando. Mm-hmm. Very <laughs> suburban commando. Um, so I'd say more Mister Nanny than suburban commando, <laughs> don't you think? Well, just because that's like Hulk Hogan. And I feel like uh-huh. him and Vin Diesel have a very similar acting um, yeah. style. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying Vin Diesel is no better than a professional wrestler at acting? Is that what you're saying? How hard? It's so difficult to be a professional wrestler. That's a lot of acting. I you got to keep not your sparkly being... stormtrooper helmet on as you smash through a wall. That's more difficult. I'm saying Vin Diesel's level of acting is as good as the level of acting from a professional wrestler like Hulk Hogan, which I mean, is not that great. I mean, you're talking to I'm a pretty big Fast and the Furious fan, so <laughs> for me, Vin Diesel's doing everything I need him to. I didn't see The Last Witch Hunter But are you for saying that his acting is about on the same level? Yeah. And The Rock is definitely better? Well, I think this is, this is Vin Diesel's lowest, and Suburban Commando was the Hulk's highest, so I think they met there. Oh. Yeah, see how that goes? Um, so yeah. anyway, no, but stick what about with me. saving private Ryan? Okay. That's like real. Yeah. That's good though. Yeah. Vin Diesel. This is Vin Diesel's worst. Fast fire is the bottom. <laughs> he, he doesn't, he, he's trying to buy back the rights to pass fire so he can bury it. Got it. Um, that being said, it's not a bad movie. Uh, so he gets a call from the mom around the same time as the, the nanny is quitting. So then it becomes this insane sequence where he's trying to keep her from walking out the door by like slamming her around and like grabbing her leg and uh, pulling her back in the house. What the hell? Finally, she gets to a taxi cab and drives off, but he's like chasing her down. It's it's baffling. <laughs> but he's like on the phone the whole time. Right. So it's like, oh, right, no, right. No, no, no. And this is like corded phone days. No, don't go. Don't go. Oh, so the cord's like stretching. Yeah. Oh, it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can picture that. So now we've got Vin Diesel. Is he kids. in like a tower or is he like, is there something, is he, does he have a mixing bowl in the other hand? Is there something? <laughs> no, they didn't take it that many steps. I, I do feel like something got dumped on her. Like mm-hmm. there is, there is no shortage of poopy diaper jokes in this. Oh boy. He's like. How old are the kids in it? Um, Like Brittany Snow is the oldest. She's maybe 16, 17. The next one's like 13 or 14. And then it goes to like, you know, maybe eight and then like three and like six months. There's five kids? Yeah. Oh. Why can't a nanny and a almost 18-year-old girl <laughs> take care of and a t- another teenage boy take care of the three other smaller ones? I don't know. I don't oh, well, I no, he's question. not like stuck there. He's supposed to like be protecting them. He's supposed them to be protecting them. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. So then there's... Then, then we just live through the next like 60 minutes of weird misguided like him trying to be a good father and them rejecting him and then them ultimately accepting him you know that's how this movie goes oh, boy. this is this is this is the formula 
their father just got like blown up or yeah, murdered their father's like, dead, their mom's ago. gone, so he's like the father figure. So over the course of the next hour, you assume he's gonna win them over. He's gonna no, none of that happens. They're fucking horrible pieces of shit to him, and then and they're like, "Why don't you leave us alone?" And at that moment, two ninjas smash through the window, <laughs> and he has to defend them from these two legit ninjas. He has to fight the ninjas off. Uh-huh. And then as soon as the ninjas are gone, the kids come out of the room where they're hiding and they're like, oh my gosh, we are in danger. We need your help. And everything turns around. Everyone's cool. It's not like that. an eventual thing. It's just like they're pieces of shit right up to when like everything changes. And he, you know, they're, one of the girls is like a Girl Scout. Mm-hmm. And she, um, she put out her table with the Girl Scout cookies. And these Boy Scouts come up. And they're like, you know, this is uh, Squad 315's territory. And I'm first of all, I'm like, boys don't sell cookies. So what is this? Yeah. I have no point of reference for this. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they take all the cookies and smash them. And then they he reaches over and grabs her like kerchief, mm-hmm. her little like bandana, and snatches it off from around her neck. And it's like, don't come around here anymore. And I was like, that kid's going to be a date rapist. Like that kid is putting a roofie in someone's drink tonight. Um, it just was like insane. It was really weird. And then, so he has to teach them to like fight back and you know like defend the girls, themselves. Yeah. yeah. So he does like a little something for all of the, all of the kids. Right. 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 And um, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So he teaches them to fight back. They eventually fight back from the boys, and they do this whole like stance thing or like you know like saturday afternoon karate moves, yeah 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 yeah. and they show them they can fight and the boys are a little wary and they're like go get him anyway and the kid goes up and like grabs her kerchief again and i'm just like why is that the thing like they're (laughs) not gonna i thought he was gonna go up and like punch her in the face Mm -hmm. he just grabs a hold of it and then she beats him up and you know whatever so stupid and then the other kid the boy he's a wrestler but he doesn't want to be a wrestler he's he's like why did you join the wrestling team if you didn't want to be a wrestler he's like my dad made me this is never referenced again in the movie like it's weird how they keep like coming back to the dad as like he seemed like a shitty father, right? Um, but they don't ever they don't want you to feel that bad that he's well, dead. Well, I think they're saying like Vin Diesel is the first real father they've had, but that's such a weird fucking storyline to throw at the pacifier. It doesn't. He doesn't end up as their new dad, does he? No, he ends up with the school principal, who's played by the mom from Gilmore Girls. When the principal come in, oh, because he's helping the kids. Yeah, at it's school a, or it's, whatever. A, it's an unnecessary side. It, they have a really nice meat cute that she also <laughs> served. Um, but it's totally it's it's like slapped on at the last second. Uh-huh. But he goes to the school to help the boy because the um, the wrestling coach is the guy from Everyone Loves Raymond, not Raymond, but the other guy, tall guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's like a piece of shit. He's a he's a garbage person. He's a shitty fucking horrible human being that shouldn't exist he's just that's just what he is and they establish that or but then talk about the actor or them in the movie no the character okay. they just made like the worst possible character that's ever existed and um worse than that kid who's gonna be a date rapist well he eventually will become the worst character <laughs> <laughs> but vin diesel is called in and they found um the the boy had like dyed his hair bleach blonde and they found a um armband in his locker that had a fucking swastika on it. He had a Nazi armband and dyed his hair blonde. So that's where we're at with the movie right now. 
and they want to kick him out of school and Vin the, Diesel's like this is the teenage boy in the family yeah he has a fucking what the <laughs> hell okay so Vin Diesel's that's when Vin Diesel tried to talk to him or whatever and um, you can't have a kid becoming a Nazi in a Disney movie right so at this point I'm like what what's happening this can't be really where we're going with this. Like I thought the wrestling coach was trying to frame him or whatever. That's not the case. That's the wrestling coach weird. also at this point uh, threatened to wrestle Vin Diesel. What at did any Madison point. think about that swastika? Um, he was like pointed and he's like red. And I'm like, God damn it, Disney. <laughs> Cut it out. He said, so, he said rad. Oh, I no red, like the color red. Right. Yeah. No, he didn't say anything. He was, uh, I think he'd gone back to watching YouTube videos at this point. He came in and out. Um, but so then Vin Diesel tries to talk to him. He won't talk to him. He breaks, escapes from the house and Vin Diesel has to track him down. And when Vin Diesel finds him, he's walking up to a group of kids in a back darklit alley who all have swastika armbands on. And it's like, we're fucking doing this. Oh like we're my God. Doing this. This guy is a white supremacist. They go into like a little <laughs> room and Vin Diesel comes running up and smashes into the room and they're practicing for the sound of music. And he wants to be an, an actor. Um, <sighs> and then he proceeds to sing the song, the main song. And he picks up the girl lead or whatever mm-hmm. and like drops her. Cause he's terrible. Mm-hmm. He's so awful but he's leading in this place so then the director does this whole thing where he's like you guys are terrible and he quits so then guess who becomes the fucking director yeah vin diesel um so (laughs) but not before that girl who he dropped walks up to the kid and goes if you drop me again i'll kill you and then walks off (laughs) so then vin diesel directs the play and the play is better and you know like he does all these things i was in a school play once yeah. And I was supposed to carry the girl out of my arms at the end. <laughs> it was like seventh grade uh-huh. when all the girls are taller than the normal boys. And I sure. was shorter than the normal boys. Uh, so we switched it up. So at the end, she came out carrying me. Oh, that's nice. I thought you were going to say you dropped her off the back of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have happened real bad. <laughs> so I, the, the teacher wisely decided, won't this be funny? Let's do it this way. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so he helps all the kids, all the kids love him. And then they get the, um, the ghost out of the machine because the password was something that was inscribed on the inside of her ring. So she opened the, pulled her ring off and saw it It was fucking stupid. Again, they didn't change clothes. They didn't do shit. They just sat there for like eight days doing this while Vin Diesel was taking care of everything. And, um, were they going for like a home alone vibe? Maybe it felt like uncle buck, but not good. Right. Um, so then she's with Vin Diesel's like boss guy or whatever, and they get the thing out and they come home. So she calls him and is like, we're coming home. We got it. And Vin Diesel's like all upset because he's got to leave the kids now and he's like loves the kids or whatever. Um, but then, uh, you know, she gets back. Vin Diesel's boss like double crosses him. He was in, he double crossed him. That's how Joshua got killed in the first place. Right. This is also when we find out that Joshua is dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you know he inexplicably he tries to steal the thing they're they're so two they neighbors talk about him the whole time like he's missing i just thought he was missing i thought he'd been kidnapped yeah that's what i thought but yeah he's usually dead. they would cut to the kidnap victim at some point to, like so you can see where they're at not not in this movie 
Like mm. it never gave, never lent itself to be to have a cutaway backstory. All right. So then, um, okay. So then, like the neighbors are also in on it, and they were the ninjas, and they're Asian. What? So it's more like racist, wonderful, uh, Why did, garbage. Uh, wouldn't the neighbors have always been living there? Yeah. It's uh, the rest of the movie is whatever. They go downstairs, they use the ghost thing, they get it, and... Uh, What's it do? Vin Diesel gets... You, no idea. They never get to that. He gets the best of them and saves the day. All that is whatever. But what the really important part is Vin Diesel takes the guy from Everyone Loves Raymond up on his offer to wrestle. Because uh, Everyone Loves Raymond guy is like, he's a wrestling coach and he thinks he's great. And Vin Diesel is obviously a fucking Navy SEAL. So they get like the whole school together and they're going to wrestle. And you think this is going to be a really big moment, but it's not. Like, there's no back and forth. Like, he runs up to him. He's like, the first thing is don't be too eager to attack your opponent. And, like, knocks him down. Mm-hmm. And basically gets the best of him. But at the end, he grabs his arm and he does, like, a weird arm bar. And he twists his hand up at him. And he t- takes everyone Love Raymond's three fingers and shoves it in his own mouth. So now everyone loves Raymond guy. His fingers are shoved in his mouth. And Vin Diesel's like... And that's what we call the pacifier. And then gets the best of them in a couple Whoa. quick scenes. And then uh, it's all over. And then they go see uh, they go see the Sound of Music play. And we're fucking out. That's the only reference to a pacifier in the movie? Does the yeah. baby have a pacifier? He has one, but they don't say it at any point. That's the thing until, they called the pacifier. Yeah, that's the pacifier. That's the big reveal. That's the pacifier. And it was it was so great. <laughs> I felt like the movie Did he say really it like this? earned it. <laughs> yeah, we pulled that audio from the movie. <laughs> um, so that's the pacifier. I uh it, it wasn't good, but there are there are worse movies. Well, what was the one that you picked instead? It's game Day or something? Oh, the Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy. Yeah, so the Tooth Fairy was so much worse than the pacifier. Really? But he becomes the tooth fairy. So it's like a big idea. So on paper, I still feel, I still feel better about picking the tooth fairy over the pacifier, mm-hmm. but I will concede that the pacifier is a better movie. Interesting. Cause I watched, you know, I, I watched it start to finish without well, questioning. That's why that. you're the best, you yeah. know, you're open-minded to stuff like that. But here's the real crazy part is after it was over on my Amazon fire stick, it had recommendations down at the bottom, and one of them was Free Willy, which is on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. So I could I didn't need to pay for that one. I could just watch it. And I saw the poster for Free Willy, and he's got his hand up, and the whale's jumping over him. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I was like, how the fuck did they get that shot? That's amazing. <laughs> because back then, yeah, there was no CGI. Like They would have had to have trained that whale to do that. And I really convinced myself, and so I was like, "I gotta, I gotta see it." Um, and so I started playing it, and and I, uh, I remember when I saw it, I saw it in the theater mm-hmm. on like a Saturday matinee, and I remember would that have been a nineteen ninety or something, oh, somewhere around there. But it was a double feature with like the Sandlot or something that I had already seen. Yeah, but you could see Free Willy early mm-hmm. if you stayed, and so I, I remember seeing Free Willy, and when I left. It was the first time you heard that Michael Jackson song. I was like, this is one of the best movies that has ever, ever been made. So I'm watching it last night, and I fast forward to the moment. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm watching it and I really, really encourage you to go revisit it <laughs> because it's like 20 miles away from him. They let the whale jump in the foreground, uh-huh. barely out of the water. And then they cut to what is maybe the worst CGI I've ever seen in my life of a whale jumping over him. <laughs> and then they cut to him with his hand up. And they have, I guess, like a prop whale that they have on like a crane that they're just flying over him. Uh-huh. And then they basically steal that moment from Jaws 3D where he smashes into the glass where it's like a clear cutout of a whale. They just moved across the frame. Oh, no, really? And you never get that moment from the poster. <laughs> <laughs> That's not in the movie. It's uh. like this really... So in my head, I've always envisioned it as like that. Don't you miss that being a kid where you're like, they can show you something like that and your mind puts it together as this like perfect believable Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. You're like, yes, he did it. Uh-huh. He got the whale to jump over him. Yeah. Even though we haven't seen him do anything like that. Richard Donner produced that? Oh, he could have... Uh... Is Michael Madsen in that? Is he the, no. the stepdad or whatever? Um, there is a lot of people in it, though. The girl who played Tank Girl, who was in A League of Their Own, she's in it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like recognizable faces. Sure. Um. But I really enjoyed revisiting Free Willy. <laughs> so the pacifier gave me that. So I'm going to give it three. Um, what's our three conversation bubbles <laughs> out of seven? I wish you hadn't said what it's out of. <laughs> That's always the best. Four stars. Well, do you have a four out of 40. Or five star system? Yeah. Who knows? Um, but I, I really enjoyed this. So if uh, if you have other movie recommendations for us. Oh, if I haven't seen it, or and and so I do my homework better, you know. Well, you watch the next one, and you can explain it to me. <laughs> um. All right. Well, that's that's all we have today for today. But uh, gotta get a little fan fix, a little fan fiction. I think I'm ready in here. Um. Finally, this is from. Uh, so what I'm I, we we got a, a lot of entries, which oh, is great. Speaking of which, did you see that that recent tweet? little animation for dynamic banter no what oh it looks so great forest norris at forest norris three did an amazing gif we will uh jiff i'm gonna call it a gif um <laughs> we'll retweet that on the talking banter channel so you can see it and forest if you want to make one for talking banter we wouldn't say no um <laughs> so okay so we got a bunch of fan fiction i wanted to read um, the first one that came in. So there's a lot. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a twist in at the end of this episode. So stay tuned. All right. <laughs> really excited about this. You ready? Mm. Philip Philip Johnson. Okay. Is the writer, and it's called Grilled Stee. All right, you ready? Okay. All right. Here. Steve walked into the diner he'd walked into many times before. He sat down at his usual table. A little boy walked over to take his order. What can I get you? Said the bearded, long-haired boy. Steve nearly said the usual. But this was a new waiter he had not seen before. A grilled cheese sandwich, please. And a Coke. A bowl of tomato soup with that? Asked the waiter. Sure, said Steve. The waiter left for a few minutes. Steve waited patiently for his order, thinking how cute the waiter was. The waiter returned with his Coke. Minutes more passed, longer still. Steve sipped that Coke passionately, 
in a bendy straw, but grew hungry waiting for his meal. He looked around for the waiter and didn't see him. He saw no one. He thought it odd that the diner had no other customers in it. The waiter returned with his food. Thanks, said Steve. You're welcome. Steve noticed he had no silverware on his table and asked for some. The waiter returned with a little spoon, which he dropped into the soup. The red vegetable liquid splashed onto Steve's lap. Oh, I'm sorry, the waiter exclaimed. It's no problem. Let me take you in the back in the kitchen. I can clean you up. Steve smirked with excitement over the thought of being along with the waiter. The waiter applied a cold rag to Steve's pants because cold water won't set the stain. Is that true? Apparently. Is this good? asked the waiter. It could be better, Steve said. How? Steve reached out and twirled his finger into the waiter's hair. I could be lost in those eyes, he said, winking with a cartoon sound effect. What's your name? Steve asked the waity. Mikey Falzone, he said. Well, Mikey Falzone, sometimes you gotta dip that sandwich in that soup. Steve embraced Mike, leaning in for a passionate kiss. Steve's left hand on the small of his back, his right hand reaching for Mike's hip. Steve took a a controlling step forward with Mike moving with him. Steve then proceeded to slip in a puddle caused by the wet rag on the floor. His right hand fell off Mike's hip and onto the hot stove. Steve had to have Mike drive him to the burn unit and get lots of bandages and some aloe. So what do you think of that? Mike asked. Steve looked at the camera as Asia's heat of the moment began to play. (laughs) The end. Thank you, Philip. That was beautiful. Um, so that's the fan fiction segment. I wanna, <laughs> I wanna read more fan fiction, but I fear, I fear the sexual content <laughs> will only increase. So what I was gonna say is, since that was the part doing, where it got interesting, though. I'll be honest. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll keep the sexual component, but for next time, I would love it since they're doing Ghostbusters on the commentarium. If you do a little Ghostbusters dynamic banter fanfic. Mm. with Stephen Mike busting ghost. So send that, if you dare, to talkinbanter at gmail. No G. Um, and we'll read it next time. If we don't get any, uh, we'll read we'll read some of these other ones. We'll eventually get to them all. <laughs> we might so. have a fanfic-only episode. I don't mm. want to leave anybody hanging. Um, that many. But Philip, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Philip. And I think that's pretty much it. I think, I think we got it all this time. For once? For once. For now. Well, this is episode three. We're getting a little I'm better. I'm sure they'll we didn't. We didn't rank the episodes like we said we were going to. That's true. I'll get on that. Next time. And I'm sure if we had any more anything we missed, people will ask us questions and we can make yeah. sure to cover it next time. Listen, let us know on Twitter. You can ask us questions anytime you want. At Talking Banter, no G on the Twitter. And uh, I'm Brett Register. I'm Owen. And, th- and this has been Talking Banter. See you next time. Can what I, did, what I, did you say at the end of the last one? I don't remember. What did I say? I don't know. It was great, though. Oh, that good. should be the sign off. Bye bye. I don't think that was it. Good night. That might have been it.
Lights out. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>